0: BHAG goals. What are BHAG goals? Well, if you've heard them before, you're probably laughing, but BHAG just stands for big, hairy, audacious goals. They're goals. And so when we think about goal setting, we think about SMART goals, stretch goals. We also want to make sure that we include somewhere in there our our BHAG goals now. I'll, I'll admit, I've I've grown up in the last thirty years of of living and dying by by smart goals, and so I set goals constantly, all the time. Uh, big goals, little goals, mid range goals. Uh, I have goals for goals, and so I, I'm a firm uh, goal setter believer. I, I I'm all in, but but I have to admit that. When I first heard about BHAG goals, I was a bit apprehensive. I was, I, I, I guess, for lack of a better term, I would say, I was afraid. I, I, I was a, a, afraid to kind of set those, those really, um, big hairy goals, and, and by definition, they were big. They were hairy. They were audacious goals that I, I just I, I, couldn't imagine that I could accomplish. And I remember, I remember sitting in our, our hotel room. We locked ourselves in for, for two days and three, three nights and two days. And, and we were going through all our goals. We were going through listening to, at the time we're listening to cassette tapes and this ages me a little bit, but you know, we were listening to Zig Ziglar. We were listening to Anthony Robbins. We listened to Uh, Dale Carnegie we listened in uh, Napoleon Hill and we just listened to some of the greatest um, you know motivational and goal-setting coaches uh, that we had access to and we would listen to one and then sit down and write down in our journals and then we would have a discussion and there were four of us and I still have that journal today and that was from 25 years ago but more importantly I I I lived it. I, I wrote goals and from that point forward I knew why I was doing them. I knew what they were about. And I had my my benchmarks and my plans and my steps to be able to accomplish them and and I saw immediate success and so I was a believer. Again, except for those BHAG goals. Those BHAG goals just kept they, they kept intimidating me. And so this is the irony of it. I wrote down for my BHAG goals teach. Preach, coach, and write. Now, I was two years out of playing college baseball, and I had grown up thinking I was going to be a professional baseball player. My dad was a college baseball coach, and you know I thought I had the skills to be a professional baseball player. I played with guys who I was ranked better than, who I was the starter, and they were the backup, and they got signed to play minor league and even major league baseball. And so I really thought that that was going to be my career path. And then I got injured and, and my injury was rotator cup and I was a catcher and that pretty much was the end of me. And so I had graduated and I got lucky. I graduated. I never intended to graduate, never wanted to graduate. But in order to keep playing baseball and maintain my scholarship and eligibility, I had to you know, take the right classes, get certain grades. And by the end of it, I had a college degree. Well, now I found myself in the world of sales, and quite frankly, I didn't know anything. And so I was being trained, and I was being coached. And and even then, I, when we sat down, we thought about BHAG goals. I thought, man, you know, someday I would like to be a teacher, and I would like to give back uh, like some of the teachers and educators that I had in my life, uh, the way they they gave to me, the way they uh, you know, really helped me in my life. I wanted to do that for, for other kids. Um, but I also had this desire to, uh, to preach the gospel. I had this desire to let people know about, you know, the, the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And, and so I wanted to, I wanted to preach. Um, I wanted to also coach, I, I, I wasn't, baseball wasn't out of me yet, and I had a hunger and a thirst to coach, my dad was a, was a coach, and I thought, you know what, I think I, uh, I could be good at it, and I had, I had started doing a couple uh, coaching experiences, and some clinics, and I thought that might be uh, something that I could do, but I, I couldn't, I, I didn't understand how they could make money at it, and then finally write, which was really weird, because I was a terrible student. I was terrible at English, I was terrible at grammar, literature, reading, writing, I just didn't care, and so it wasn't the kind of thing that I was into, but in the last, you know, couple years after college, I, I started to, uh, I, I, I took a a speed reading course, and in the speed reading course, they had us do a little bit of writing. And I just kind of got this bug and and this desire that whenever I learned something, I always wanted to teach and I always wanted to share it. And that usually then corresponded with writing. And so, you know, for whatever reason, in my big hairy goals, I had write on there. Now, the irony of ironies was within two years, I had accomplished all four of those goals. Crazy. Now, they were just baby steps, but I, but I had gotten there and I, and and it's not by accident. It's because these had goals kept showing up on my, on my list. And so I stepped, I kept taking little steps. I kept doing little things. And lo and behold, um, those four pillars have been a major part of my life for 30 years. And it, it's crazy because I, not only have I taught, but I was the you know, the superintendent, the CEO of a a Christian school district. Um, I went on later in life to go back to seminary, and not only do I get to preach the gospel to, you know, people and co-workers, but I'm also a pastor of a little church, and and I've had the opportunity to do, you know, some podcasts and, and a radio show. I've been able to coach. I've been able to coach at almost all levels, whether it was coaching my kids or assisting or helping my my brother or my dad, and uh, that's been a, a fun, and enjoyable experience. And then writing, I've I've now written three books, and I write all the time. I I write my sermons. I write speeches. I uh, am a part of my normal day is I, I read and I write, and so really incredible that for those BHAG goals that I had originally set, you know, 25 years ago, um, I was able to accomplish them. Now, now I have different goals and I have other huge goals and and I want to share those with you too. And so BHAG goals are also known as stretch goals. They're they're, they're the things that will stretch you, right? They're the things that, you know what, you don't have, these are not easy things when we think in terms of let's say if you're in a sales organization and you want to be in the you know the top 10% the top 10% gets bonuses and goes on cruises and trips all over the world well your your BHAG stretch, stretch goals go even further than that um and so you know look they they should be big they they should be personal um and they're they're meant to matter and maybe that's why a lot of us don't actually like to write them down. We don't like to think about them because they matter so much. We care so much. We don't want to have the idea that we failed. And and I want to encourage you to not think that way. You put your, your, your big, hairy, audacious goal down. Write it down and see what happens. See what happens. You have other things that you have to do on a daily basis. But, but keep chunking, keep chipping away at your BHAG goals and see where it takes you. And so what does that look like? Well, in my life now, what, what I'm looking at is I'm, I'm starting an online uh, Christian school. I'm starting an online Christian uh, elective courses so that Christian families, really any family anywhere in the world... Can have access to our curriculum so that students can have a, a worldview that would be a biblical, a Christian worldview, not just your traditional you know, public school, government-run, you know, education brainwashing center. And I, I know for most of you, you probably you know, attended public school and your kids attend public school and I'm not trying to put you down. I'm just saying for me and my experience and what I've seen with my own kids, what I've seen in, in public school education as an educator, what I've seen in private Christian school as an educator, and what I've seen uh, accomplished in homeschooling, I'm a firm believer that parents should provide an opportunity to teach their own children at home. I mean, just think about it. Maybe you're not a, a Christian. You don't have a religious reason for homeschooling your kids, but certainly you have a political one. And I would imagine that, you know, half of my audience is Republican and the other half of my audience is, is you know, Democrat. And, and at, you know, let's just say it's 50-50, that means 50% of you should not be sending your kids to public school. Because the public school is a liberal Democratic millhouse. So whether you agree with it or not, it, it is that's what they produce philosophically. So if you don't like it, I really don't know why you would send your child at a place that that is going to train your child to, you know what, not really think critically, to not think conservatively, to not think patriotically, to not think in terms of business ownership and personal accountability. Um, and so I also believe that a homeschool education provides Uh, students and families to get their kids uh, in the in the direction of doing hard work of of owning businesses of being creative because most people are not going to actually use a college degree in fact most people uh, will never use their college degree they may go to college and get a degree but they're really not going to apply it and so what are they going to do for for career? What are they going to do for a living? What kind of skills are you developing? And are you better able to get those skills in school or in other ways? And so what I've learned in education is there's a lot of different ways to train up a child to prepare them for life. And so my big, hairy, audacious goal begins with the big is the dream to have this online platform to provide classes that are specifically designed for critical thinking. So in most of our courses, we're, we're going to use kind of the Socratic method where you, you ask questions, you, you have opinions, you, you debate, you, you have conversation with other students and teachers. And so it's not just a one-way conversation where a teacher tells you what to think or how to think. And so we really want to develop a mind that will, will challenge, a mind that will ask, is this so? A mind that will challenge uh, from a fact-checking standpoint, fact-check the fact-checkers, in fact. And so that's one of my big goals. I, I want uh, kids to be able to have an opportunity to read a book and to evaluate it, to understand what it's saying, to challenge its concepts, to come up with your own concepts. Ultimately, we want to develop a... A concrete career mindset. there are so many great opportunities that are happening right now, especially through vocational school and the trade schools, that you know a four year degree is probably not as valuable as getting your HVAC certificate or becoming a crane operator or you know getting your electric light, you know going through the apprenticeship program. Uh, you know, Dirty Jobs is a great uh, show by Mike Rowe and he outlines lots of jobs that really have nothing to do with the college education. You may want to be a business owner. Maybe you want to be a business owner and you know what, you need some business classes, but um, you don't need a degree. And so, uh, you know, maybe that's your big dream to own your own auto repair shop or landscaping company. I don't know. For me, it's to own and to run this online uh, Christian curriculum, Christian courses, and so that's what I'm doing now. It's 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 hairy because it it, it takes a, a website, it takes an interactive website, it takes classes, it takes courses, it takes teachers, it takes curriculum, it takes students, and so there's a lot of moving pieces, and for me. My family finances. I have five kids. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that rely on me. And so that's hairy. That's a big, giant, scary thing to say, look, at, you know what? At 52, I'm going to pivot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change. There's no safety net here. And so I'm going to do something that I haven't been done before. I'm going to do something that in the Christian community, they haven't really developed online Christian education. And so I'm a bit of a trailblazer and most of the time the per- first person through the lines the one who gets bloody but i know this is what people want i know this is what they need and so i'm going to 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 solve a problem uh i have the solution to the problem and so even though it's it's big and even though it's hairy and even though it's a big jump um i'm willing to take it it's uh, it's it's the audacious side of it is it's daring it's daring. It's it's experimental. Um, you know, COVID nineteen hit, and my insurance business was pretty much decimated, and so I had to to make a change, and so I could keep grinding through, and beating my head up against the wall and doing the same thing and having the same results, which were bad results. Or I could now move into my my BHAG goal, my BHAG dream, and actually. Move forward. And so in my moving forward, all I have to do now is is to actually hit the benchmarks of my goals. And so I, I have the big dream. I, I have It's hairy. It's audacious. And now all I have to do is is put to action these dreams. So my, my dream isn't a, just a big, hairy, audacious dream or a pipe dream. It's actually a goal-oriented action benchmark uh, accountability checks right I, I can i can check off i can i can you know speed ahead or i can catch up if i get behind and so i am on a a 5 month grid a monthly grid a 5 month grid a quarterly grid a day to day grid on how to get there how to create the courses how to build the website, how to find the teachers, how to find the students, how to do my funding. All of that is on paper, on my goals. And so, when you think of BHAG goals, don't be intimidated, don't be intimidated. Remember, they don't have to happen tomorrow. It's It's not something that has to happen tomorrow. You may chip away at it a little bit at a time or maybe something happens and all of a sudden you find that, you know what, I've spent you know, 10 years doing little pieces of it and now it's really time to, to ramp up my, my big, hairy, audacious goal and turn it into something that's real. Well, that concludes today's show. If you like today's episode, then cut and paste this chapter and send it to a friend or please leave a review and be sure to click subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. You can learn more about me by checking out my website, TonyMJamie.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ravensdale Bible Academy, or you can buy Good Better Best, the book through Amazon. See you next time.